morning and welcome to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome to a snowy Sunday. If you're watching or listening online, uh, this was recorded a week ago from where you are listening or watching to this. So snowy outside, nice and toasty warm inside, or at least we think it. Some of you still might be a little chilly inside, but we are thankful that you are here today. We're back to our series entitled Re. R-E. It's re-going back to again, uh, returning to again. And so in the last couple of weeks, we've looked at reading or rereading God's Word. God's Word is powerful and important in our lives, and the challenge is to get into God's Word on a daily basis. Last week, we were looking at rekindling, that need to kindle or rekindle a prayer time, a prayer life with the Lord. So prayer and the reading of God's Word, the reading of God's Word and prayer, two basics when it comes to our Christian walk. And so definitely things to go back to, definitely things to do again, and so fitting into that title of re. Today, we're going to be looking at another re-word, and it's repent, the issue, the topic of repentance. That word repent used over a hundred times in the Bible. The prophets in the Old Testament have preached it in one form or another, as God would call his prophets to share and proclaim a message of repentance that the people of God would turn to or turn back to God. John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, verse 2, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus himself, his first recorded sermon in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, he said, repent and believe in the gospel. So this topic of repentance, the idea of repenting, it is a central truth. It's at the very core of our existence in Christianity, and yet so many times we tend not to live it or apply it. It's not the most popular word. To repent, to be right with God. Oh, we love to do our own thing. In our, not just American culture, but individualistic culture in this world, we don't want anybody telling us, you're wrong. Everyone wants to be right. And so this concept of repenting, the turning or returning to God, it's a challenge in our day and in our culture. Now understand, feeling sorry for sin is good, but feeling sorry for sin in and of itself is not repentance. We might feel some emotion. We might feel bad for what we've done, but that by itself is not repentance. Now, and being sorry that we got caught is not repentance, right? How many times don't we see somebody, it could be a politician, it could be a, a sports hero, it could be some personality, and they're not sorry until all of a sudden they're caught on tape, on camera, on a cell phone when they didn't know somebody was recording and they said something they shouldn't have done, they did something they shouldn't have done, and then all of a sudden they put out a statement, right? 
I am so sorry uh, for my actions. And really what they're saying is, man, if I wouldn't have gotten caught, I wouldn't be saying this. So listen, feeling sorry for what we've done, that's good. Uh, Being sorry we got caught, that's not repentance by itself. Getting busted is not the same thing as intentionally repenting. Feeling guilty, that can be maybe a natural part when you do something wrong. We feel guilty. Maybe you feel the Holy Spirit's nudge and prompting, and you feel prompted, the Holy Spirit, man, I have sinned, I have done wrong. Again, all good parts, but not the complete act of repentance. Rationalizing, giving reasons for what we've done, not part of repentance. Think about the very, very beginning. Go into Genesis in the early chapters, and we see Adam and Eve in the very first sin, what took place? Uh, You did something I told you not to do. What Adam say? (laughs) Wasn't my fault. It was the woman. Well, Eve, uh, you know, you did something you weren't supposed to. Well, it wasn't my fault. It was that slippery serpent. From the very beginning, we rationalize. From the very beginning, we make excuses. From the very beginning, we say, it wasn't my fault. So we're going to be looking at what repentance is. What does God's word say when it comes to repenting? Eugene Peterson, uh, the one who had put the message paraphrase together, says this about repentance. Repentance is not an emotion. It is not feeling sorry for your sins. It is a decision. It is deciding that you have been wrong in supposing that you could manage your own life and be your own God. It's deciding that you were wrong in thinking that you had or could get the strength, education, and training to make it on your own. It's deciding that you've been told a pack of lies about yourself and your neighbors and your world, and it's deciding that God in Christ Jesus is telling you the truth. Repentance is a realization that what God wants from you and what you want from God are not going to be achieved by doing the same old things, thinking the same old thoughts. Think of, if we were to boil that paragraph down into just a handful of words, I think we could say that repentance means change. Repentance means change. And so that's what I want to look at this morning. What exactly, what kind of changes does repentance mean? So first of all, know that when we talk about repenting, we mean it's a change of heart, a change of heart, a change of mind. God desires repentance in us. You see, when you have a change of mind and a change of heart, you realize you messed up. You did something you shouldn't, or you didn't do something you should have. You understand, you realize, your mind frame, your thought pattern, your heart says, man, I have messed up. That's a great starting point when it comes to repentance. And certainly as a Christian, the Holy Spirit is in our heart convicting and prompting and nudging 
Sometimes it's that kind of still, small voice. Sometimes, boy, it sounds awful loud, and it, it's almost yelling at us, hey, you, you're sinning, you're doing wrong. And so there's that, that confession, there's that prompting, there's that change of mind and heart that says, man, I have messed up. Now, certainly, this is a good first portion, good first part of repenting. Now, Paul, he was writing to the Corinthians. In fact, pretty much everybody he was writing to are people like you and I, other human individuals or churches who are imperfect and who have messed up. I mean, take a look. Just everybody take a look around. Everybody smile because they're looking, you're looking at each other. Everyone you're looking at, everybody who's smiling or frowning, they've sinned and messed up. And then you look up at this way, and the guy who's got the microphone who's speaking this morning has sinned and messed up. So every single one of us, God's word says, has sinned. We've fallen short of what God desires. But a part of repentance, a great first part is we've got to have that change of mind, a change of heart to recognize I've messed up. Because sometimes we are so stubborn, we just keep going and going and going, and we don't want to admit we've done wrong. Maybe that's been you. Maybe that's somebody you know. Uh, maybe it is, you know, somebody else. It's at work. It's at home. It's at school. And they will just never, ever admit that they were wrong. Ever met someone like that? ever been someone like that? And so that change of mind, that change of heart recognizes, realizes I've done something wrong. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. So to the Corinthians who, like us, had messed up, he talks about repentance. He says, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So there, there tends to be two types of sorrow, two types of recognition, two types of this change of mind and change of heart. And he's saying, don't have that worldly sorrow that brings death. Worldly sorrow means I'm going to view sin from my own perspective. I'm going to sin and see what it can do for me. Rather than that, let there be this godly sorrow that brings repentance, a godly sorrow that touches my heart, touches my life, the, the nudging of the Holy Spirit that says, I've done something wrong, and it's going to nudge me and point me to repent, to make right. It says, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Godly sorrow will produce something good in us from God. It's that change of mind. It's that change of heart. It's that beginning of the process that says, I understand. I recognize. I've done wrong. I have messed up. That's an important part. It's an important part of repentance, but we don't stop there because there's a whole bunch of people who have said, yeah, I've messed up, 
And they followed it up with a, so what? What are you going to do about it? Or better yet, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. So we can have this understanding. We can have this recognition. We can have a realization that says, I've done wrong. I've messed up. But if we stop here in this process of repentance, it's not complete. So yes, to repent means a change of heart. But secondly, to repent means it's a change of behavior. A change of behavior. It's not just, I'm sorry I did something wrong, but I'm going to keep doing it. Repentance means, I'm sorry I've done something wrong, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to change my behavior. It's not just admitting the sin. It's changing the behavior. Don't do it again. John the Baptist preached about repentance that should affect our behavior. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8, he says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, the fruit of our lives, what exists after we repent, should show that something has changed in us. It's not just, I'm sorry, and I keep doing it. The fruit of our lives, uh, the What's visible in our lives shows we've changed. It's not just a change of mind. It's not just a change of heart. It's a change of behavior. I'm going to change my ways. In a similar way, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 26, verse 20, he said that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. In other words, it's not just a change of mind and heart. He says, perform deeds. The, the actions that follow show, has your behavior changed? Has anything changed? Or have you just said, whoops, I'm sorry. See, repentance, it's a change of heart. It's a change of behavior. Confession, is, it's a good part. To say I've done wrong, to say I've got a change of heart is good, but it's got to be followed up with this behavior to be different. Not just acknowledging that wrong has been done, not just saying, yes, I've, I've done something against God or I've done something against somebody else. I'm going to not just have a change of heart, but a change of behavior. The Greek word used here for that word repent. It's the Greek word metanoia, and it does have that aspect of both a changed heart and mind as well as a change in behavior. Some would say it also carries the thought of a change of your world view. So someone would say the complete definition would be a changed heart and mind that leads to a changed behavior. You see, it's got all of that. It's not just a changed heart that says, I confess, you caught me, I did wrong. And then I keep doing the same old thing. Yes, it's a changed heart and a changed mind, but it should lead us to a change in our behavior. And how many of you have read, you like the comic book, Peanuts? It's been around for years and years and years. A number of years ago, the Peanuts comic strip had Lucy and Charlie Brown playing football. 
Now, it's a recurring theme throughout this comic book strip that every time Lucy would hold the ball for Charlie Brown to kick it, what would she do? She'd pull it away, and he would kick with all his might and fall flat on his back. So this particular strip opens with Lucy holding the ball and begging Charlie Brown to kick it. Instead, Charlie Brown said, every time I try to kick the ball, you remove it and I fall on my back. And they go back and forth a number of times until Lucy admits, Charlie Brown, I have been so terrible to you over the years, picking up the football like I have. I've played so many cruel tricks on you, but I've seen the error of my ways. I've seen the hurt in your eyes when I've deceived you. I've been wrong, so wrong, Charlie Brown. Won't you give a poor, penitent girl another chance? Boy, she was laying it on thick in that comic strip. Charlie Brown was moved by her display of grief, and he responded to her, Of course, I'll give you another chance. So he stepped back as she held the ball, and he ran. And at the very last moment, Lucy picked up the ball. Charlie Brown fell flat on his back. And the last words of the comic strip, Lucy says this, Recognizing your faults and actually changing your ways are two very different things, Charlie Brown. That's good advice for you and I recognizing your faults, admitting that you've done wrong, admitting I have sinned, confessing to say, whoops, I'm wrong. That's one thing. But changing your ways, changing your behavior is a very different thing. See, if you and I repent, it's not just confession. It's not just from our lips to say, I've done wrong. It's an action. It's the change of behavior. Our speech ought to change. Our behavior ought to change. If there was impurity in our speech, that should change. If there was behavior things that we were doing that we should not have been, that should change. So to repent means it's a change of mind and heart. It's a change of behavior. Thirdly, repent means it's a change of direction change of direction. As a youth pastor in the early days in Galleon, the youth ministry, we titled it I-180, and it was really based off this biblical principle of repentance. I-180 means I have done a 180. I've done a complete turn. I've, I've turned from, uh, from sin to God. I've, I've turned from the power of Satan to the power of God. I have made a complete turn. And we took uh, the interstate logo. So whether it's like I-70 or I-270 or I-75, little interstate shield, and, and we put a 180 in the middle. That was, that was kind of the, the theme. I've made a 180. And it symbolized the fact that when we come to Christ, we're headed in a new direction. I used to be going this way. I used to be heading this way. But when I repent, yeah, I'm confessing and I'm changing my mind and my heart. And yes, I'm changing my behavior, but I'm no longer headed in the same direction. I'm turning the exact opposite. Repentance doesn't just say I'm wrong. That's, that's confessing. And again, that's good. I confess I'm wrong. Repentance moves beyond that. 
It's not just saying, well, I'm going to change my behavior. Now, that's good, and that must follow as well, but it's still not complete. Repentance is turning around and heading the opposite direction. Now, in the very same place in Galleon, years ago as a youth pastor, we had a youth convention in Cincinnati. Most of them were held in Columbus, but there was one with, uh, I think it was with uh, maybe Tennessee or Kentucky and Indiana. And so we headed down to Cincinnati. Now, I was very familiar with Columbus. This was before the days of, of cell phones and GPS. And so, you know, you had your maps or you, you printed it out on MapQuest or MapBlast or whatever it was. And so I had my directions and we had a jam-packed church van heading down to Cincinnati which, as you know, it's, it's right at the edge of Ohio, right there on the river. And so I'm looking for a particular exit, and either I missed it or the directions titled it differently. All I know is I'm headed with a jam-packed church van, and all of a sudden I see myself driving across the river, and I'm in Kentucky. Now, it didn't take very long for me to admit or confess I messed up somewhere. Either I missed the turn or the instructions that I had was, was labeled incorrectly and so I missed it. So I could have just simply stopped with that and go, man, I messed up. I could even have stopped and said, you know what? I will never do this again. I will never lose my way going to Cincinnati. But it would not be until I would get off the next exit, turn around and head in the opposite direction that I really made things right, right? If I don't do that, guess what? We keep driving south into Kentucky. We might, uh, we, you know, we might find our way to the, uh, to the ocean if I'm not careful. It's good to admit you're wrong. It's good to say I'm not going to do it again. But you've got to turn around and head the opposite direction. In that church van, I'm headed south. I need to turn around and go north. In your life and in my life, we're headed this way, and we're living our own way, and we're in a life of sin. And so if I'm headed this direction in sin, I'm saying, okay, I've messed up, God. Change my behavior that I don't do that again. But help me not to head the same direction. I'm going to do a complete turn. I'm going to head the opposite direction towards you, away from sin, turning from sin, and turning to God. Yes, our confession and our change of heart is good. Our change of behavior that we're not going to do that again is good. But we've got to change the direction and head towards God. See, here's the reality. Too many times, too many people in our world will confess sin and say, I'm not doing it again. But they keep heading down the exact same direction. They haven't, they haven't changed their ways. They haven't changed their direction. And so maybe they stopped that one time doing what they were doing, but they're still headed in the same direction, hanging out with some of the same people, going to some of the same places, being around some of the exact same influences. They've not turned and gone the opposite direction towards God, they're still headed in the same direction towards sin. True repentance 
is not just a change of heart, not just a change of behavior. It's a change of direction, turning from sin and turning toward God. Again, Acts 26, 20, we read it. It says, repent and turn. Turn to God. Acts 3.19 says, repent and turn to God. Why? That your sins may be wiped out. So it's not just a change of heart, not just a change of behavior. It's God, help me to change my direction. I was headed this way. Now help me to turn 180 degrees. Notice we don't say, I've made a 360 in my life. 360 sounds good. I've made a complete change. Well, if I'm headed towards sin and I do a 360, what am I doing? I'm headed in the exact same direction towards sin. Repenting is turning the opposite way. I'm turning from sin and I'm turning to God. So, To repent, it means a change of heart, a change of behavior, a change of direction, and finally, understand that repenting means a change in our relationships. See, when we repent to God, He restores that relationship with us. No doubt you remember one of the most famous stories Jesus told, the parable of the prodigal son. We covered it in detail a number of months ago in our parables series. But just to recap, Luke chapter 15, man had two sons, and and the one, boy, he wanted everything, all of his inheritance, and he wanted it now. And the father gave it to him. He went away to a faraway place, squandered it in in wild and, and riotous living became broke and hungry and destitute, got a job feeding pigs and realized, boy, I've really messed up. And you see, it wasn't just the realization that he'd messed up. It wasn't just the change of behavior to say, man, I'm not going to do that again. It wasn't just the change of direction where he said, I'm going to head back to my father. His heart was, I'm going to go back to my father, and maybe I'll at least be able to be like one of his servants. Uh, Maybe I can just be somebody who works for him, and at least I've got a little something to my name. But as you read this story, and he comes to his senses, he heads back to the father. Luke chapter 15, verse 20 and 21 specifically, it said, He arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, His father saw him and had compassion, ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He didn't just say, I messed up. He didn't just say, I'll never do it again. He turns or returns to the father, hoping at least to be like a servant. The rest of the parable, the rest of the story, were reminded how much the father blessed. It was the robe. It was the ring. It was the shoes and sandals on his feet. It was the feast. For someone who had messed up, for someone who seemed so far from the father, he turned back to, he returned to the father. It was the father who restored relationship. And when you and I turn or return back to God, he restores that relationship. 
brings us back into that place, that right place with God. So our relationship with him changes, and certainly as you and I repent, our relationships with others are changed. When we repent one to another, man, I'm sorry, forgive me, I've messed up, you see that relationships are strengthened. Maybe you've had one of those situations where you've done something wrong, but you think, man, they've done something wrong too, and so you don't apologize, and they don't apologize, and doesn't it seem like that gap just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger? That relationship between you and that other person, it just, it, it continues to widen. But when one repents, when one has not just a change of heart, but a change of behavior, a change of direction, and confesses and, and asks for forgiveness, there is a restoration of that relationship. When we don't repent, relationships are strained. When we do repent, we're then less likely to say or do something that hurts others. We're more likely to look to the needs of others, perhaps before our own. We're maybe a little quicker to listen, a little bit slower to speak, a little quicker to seek and offer forgiveness, a little slower maybe to hold a grudge, a little better able to live out what the Scriptures say. Weeping when others weep, rejoicing when others rejoice. You see, our relationships will feel the impact when we repent. It's not just in our relationship with God. It is in our relationship with others. They're changed. True repentance. To repent means it's a change of heart. To repent means it's a change of behavior. To repent means it's a change of direction. And to repent means there's a change in our relationships. Mm -hmm. 